property real quick, buildings, you can cover property insurance in an insurance policy. Our pews are attached to the building. They are building coverage. Uh, the carpet's attached to the building. It's building coverage. The things that are mobile in the church are considered business personal property or personal property of the church. You assign a specific limit to the church based on the replacement value. You do the same thing on contents as well. You'll be surprised how many churches, how many houses, how many organizations are underinsured. We found that in my organization where I work at, um, where you know a third or a half of Tuscaloosa blew away in 2011. There were a lot of underinsured buildings and some of those building owners incurred losses because they weren't carrying a proper amount of insurance. Um, you could possibly have property of others in your possession. Remember, you've got contents coverage for the building, but what if you decide to take 100 chairs or 100 tables to a community center three miles away? Now that stuff's moved away from premises. How do you cover it? There's a way to cover it. There's a floater policy you can cover if you can purchase if that occurs a lot. There's an equipment policy you can cover if you take your lawn equipment off premises. It'll be covered on premises for the sole purpose of servicing the premises. But if you take your lawn equipment off premises or any tract or anything like that, you may be susceptible to uh, no coverage unless you have some type of equipment policy. Local church is exposed to crime through employee dishonesty. That happens a lot, not only in churches, but in businesses. Headlines all the time. One recently in Winston County where some, uh, a lady was able to embezzle from either a local bank or some business that she worked for. So we're not immune to that in the church. It can occur. An employee, uh, especially in the larger churches that may have larger staffs, they could abscond with money by some type of fraudulent means. And if you don't have a particular type of insurance, that money's gone. And that would be what's called money and securities or employment dishonesty coverage. When you do have a loss, we're all mindful of uh, the fact that an adjuster will come out. Your adjuster is your friend. I've, I know that insurance is a four-letter word sometimes. Believe me, I've heard it. but. Every insurance company that I've dealt with, uh, really the claims folks, the adjusters, really, really want to pay and settle the claim as quickly as possible. As long as it drags out, the worse it gets for them and their position in the company as well. There's um, some exclusions to policies. Most of these are either covered somewhere else. You get a package policy that covers property and general liability, but there's a long list of exclusions in there like flood. Well, it's not covered under my regular church package policy. I need to step out and buy a flood policy that's backed by the National Flood Insurance. Um, what about equipment breakdown? Regular breakdown of, say, a supermarket that has a real extensive cash register system and it ties into some type of ordering system. Lightning didn't strike it, so it's not covered under your regular property policy. It just quit working. There's an equipment breakdown policy that you can purchase that can take care of that. Pay attention to your physical premise. 
treat the church like you treat your house at home. If you've got a roll in the carpet and people are susceptible to falling over that roll, get it fixed. You'd do it at home, wouldn't you? Uh, if your doors or your steps are crumbling because of, you know, the, the bricks are just deteriorating, take care of that. Somebody's going to fall and trip and get hurt and open you up to a claim. There are some medical payments coverage, what they call goodwill payments on a commercial policy that usually is in the limit of $5,000 or $10,000 that takes care of those small claims, say somebody just twisted an ankle. But what if it was significant? What if they fail because of your negligence as a physical plant owner of this church building, because of your negligence and not taking care of those steps, they fell backwards and hit their head and they're now in a coma and had traumatic brain injury. There's not enough zeros in a lawsuit, I promise you, for that one. So treat the church like you'd treat your house. Treat others like you would treat, uh, you would want to be treated. Very godly principle. It's very difficult, like Matt said, you, you've got to be very, very difficult when it comes to treating others differently. If a gay and lesbian, a gay or lesbian couple came in and wanted to worship with us, of course we would invite them in and allow them to worship. Now, like Matt said, our belief and our understanding is they're not in a right relationship and we'll want to talk to them, but we shouldn't slap a lock on the door and say, no gays, welcome. I think you'd, be, uh, you'd have a little bit of difficulty there. So anyway, take care of your, your house, the church, like you would your house. Use common sense. I couldn't tell you how many times that we've seen claims where common sense wasn't used. And it's really easy to do the right thing instead of not addressing something before it gets too large. General liability on the commercial side typically takes care of civil wrongs, which are called torts meaning there has, there, they could be un, unintentional, there has to be a duty that we owed of safety to someone, and there's got to be a breach of that duty, and then all of a sudden there's a loss. So we then are responsible for taking care of the damages that we caused because we breached a duty that was owed to a person. Like I mentioned, liability just then revolves around negligence. We owe that legal duty of a safe premises. We preach that duty by a hole in the parking lot, by a carpet roll that they trip and fall on, by bad steps, and we cause property damage, or in this case, we cause bodily injury, and they sue us. Typically, the policies that are sold today, the insurance policies, have a million dollars of an occurrence limit. I wouldn't stop there, churches. I would ask your agent for an umbrella policy that will sit over the liability policy of a regular church package policy liability portion, but it will also sit over automobile liability and other special liability policies that you can purchase. There are some things in a general liability policy that are excluded and not covered. Intended injury. What if I pulled out a gun at work and I shot a coworker? What? What? Intended injury is not meant to be covered in a, in a policy. Workers' comp coverage is not covered under your regular package policy. Why? Because there's another policy that will take care of your employees when they get hurt 
at work, and it's called a workers' compensation policy. And it's by statute, the limit, the uh, details, or by statute, the state statute in Alabama says you have to carry workers' compensation if you have five or more employees. That does not mean if you've got three employees that you are not to provide them a safe working environment. It just means that you're not required to carry workers' compensation by law in the state of Alabama unless you have five or more employees. Workers' compensation for the employees is the sole remedy for reimbursement or for damages in Alabama. It's the sole remedy. There's not another policy that you can look to when you get hurt on the job. You can get hurt at your, at your office desk as you're walking through the building. You can also get hurt driving your vehicle or a church vehicle on the church's time as an employee. That would be a workers' comp claim. There are things like pollution that are, uh, that's not covered under a policy. Now, a contractor would have a greater problem with pollution exclusion than, than a local church. Uh, what if he's hauling tar or something, or he's hauling some type of hazardous material, he overturns it, it all goes into a creek. If he doesn't have pollution liability, that guy's going to pay a lot to the Alabama Department of Environmental Management in fines, but also to the property owner that he caused the damage to. Um, so pollution liability is out there for other businesses, but it could apply to a church in a, in a weird way, and I'm not going to get into that. We don't have coverage under a regular general liability and property policy for a church for aircraft, watercraft, automobile. Why? There's other policies that cover that. In, we, there are other liability policies that we mentioned. That EEOC uh, situation that Matt mentioned earlier could be taken care of with an employment practices liability policy. There's also called, there's also a policy called an employee benefits liability policy. If you were a church or a business and you were large enough and you were providing medical coverage, Blue Cross Blue Shield, United Healthcare, whatever, to your employee and you forgot to add them to the role, and six months later they have a medical condition and they don't have any insurance because you forgot to add them, then there's some liability coverage you can purchase um, that's fairly reasonable. It's really cheap. What have you seen recently other than, for a church, what have you seen recently other than um, sexual misconduct coverage, there's fire, automobile liability cases where there's wrecks? You've seen a lot of what's called cyber breach cases or privacy breach cases. What happened to Target? Target's internal systems, the department store, were infiltrated and uh, they stole, I think the perpetrators stole 70 million records. Um, attorneys will tell you, those that specialize in these type of cases, that the average cost per record is about 200 bucks. So you take 200 bucks times 70 million and you'll see why Target had such a hard time and is still having such a hard time. Now, they were able to negotiate some cost. They had the responsibility to provide each one of those 70 million with free credit report checking, monitoring, any type of damage control. So that loss turned into a huge loss for them. A local church could also have a privacy breach. What if you have, I don't know, copies of checks that you had for the contribution. I don't know, you made copies of them. I've heard some churches do that for some reason. Uh, they want to, you know, maybe at the end of the year they've got to provide uh, a particular tax document. What if those, 
pieces of paper with personal information, check accounts, banking account, micro numbers, codes at the bottom. What if I got in the hands of the wrong person? And they were able to create alternate identities, uh, and you were liable because you left them sitting on a desk and the room wasn't locked, and a visitor or a member came by and picked those up and used them for ill will. Um, privacy breach, security um, coverage is kind of the, the hot button right now. There are specific liability coverages that apply to the church. Matt mentioned uh, counseling coverage. A lot of church, a lot of church insurance companies refer to that as pastoral professional coverage. You're providing counseling to an individual, and you cause them undue mental stress or anguish, and they sue you because of it. Pastoral professional will step up and hopefully take care of that. Um, directors and officers. The elders typically operate as directors and officers, especially if you're in corporation, a nonprofit, you usually have directors and officers. What if a member, wealthy member, died and left a million dollars to the Midway Church specifically for educating preaching students at Freed Hardeman or Faulkner or Heritage or whatever? A million dollars used to be used solely for that. Well, three years down the road, the church, the membership's fallen off and they need to pay their light bill, and they dip into those funds that were solely set aside by that family, given to the church to send a student to Freed Hardeman to preach. You've breached a duty to those folks. They could sue you for misappropriation of those funds, and directors and liability insurance hopefully would step up and protect you there. All right, I'm going to finish up in just a minute, and then I'm going to leave a few minutes for questions. Let me just read you these statistics that are fairly recent concerning abuse and molestation. Approximately 770,000 incidents of child abuse are reported per year. 770,000. 10% of those are sexual abuse. It is believed that less than 10% of sexual abuse cases are ever reported to authorities. And that's what Jeff's going to talk about later. Y'all have got a policies and procedures guideline at, at the church here at Midway. Um, what happens when there is a claim of sexual misconduct against a Bible school teacher, against the minister, the youth minister? What does the church, what procedures does the church need to follow? And I'm glad that this church has one. The most common abusers of children are acquaintances of their victim. That goes without saying. Sexual abuse occurs among all groups of society, rural, metro areas, regardless of race, education, socio or socioeconomic status. This particular company that reported this, these statistics has about 15 sexual misconduct claims reported to them each month. Each month. Um, they typically have at least, and it's a decent-sized company, they typically have at least 150 open sexual abuse claims going on at any one time. Specifically regarding the Catholic Church, they paid to date, I think, more than uh, $3 billion in child abuse claims. 
Uh, in a 2011 Oregon lawsuit, more than 500 victims were awarded $166 million for abuse inflicted by priests. Some just real basic guidelines. I know Jeff will cover some, cover some of these when he speaks. Use your common sense. Employ common sense when it comes to your employees and volunteers that are working with your youth. It's a red flag when you get a new individual moving into the church that immediately wants to work with the youth and that has been at four other churches in the last six years. That's kind of a red flag. So you might want to implement what's called a six-months rule. Give them six months as a member, and, and that's not discriminating. Everybody that comes in as a new member kind of hold off six months before you put them into any type of position with the youth just to, just to be safe. Um, as I mentioned, establish a policies and procedures guideline. That will that'll tell you everything from how to address the media, uh, when to report the claim, which is immediately, how to address the parents that are involved, um, educate your staff, your children, your parents. There's documentation now on the internet you can find concerning how to avoid sexual abuse claims. Um, this church, I think, has done it. Never allow just one teacher in a classroom setting with youth, whether it's male or female, especially male. Um, never allow just one teacher. If you do, leave the door open or put glass in the doors and leave the door cracked. You don't want anything to go on behind closed doors. Even an allegation of sexual misconduct in this day and time is going to cost fifty, dollars $100,000 in defense costs. So remember that. So simple things like that um, you can do. I'm going to move on real quick to auto liability. What was it 15, 20 years ago? 15 passenger vans were a big deal. Why? Because they had a high center of gravity and they would roll over and boom. You saw it all the time, 15 passenger vans wrecking and church youth groups, tennis teams, you know, cheerleading squads being killed or maimed for life in an automobile liability claim or an automobile accident. So if you, had a, if you have a 15 passenger van, do some smart things. Take out the back seat. That'll help it to be more stable. Make sure your tires are always properly inflated, not overinflated, not underinflated. Uh, group the children correctly in the van. Um, be real careful if you're driving with a trailer. Uh, you know, trailers tend to fishtail, especially regarding how you, uh, you may have packed it. Um, let me give you a quick instance of a claim that happened to me through a nonprofit. Um, they had hooked a small utility trailer up to a truck, just a pickup truck, small utility trailer. When they were hooking the safety chains up, they used some type of carabiner, you know, that you put your keys on. It wasn't very, wasn't very strong. Instead of a strong steel hook to, in case the hitch came off, you would still have those safety chains there. Well, they used just a real cheap carabiner to hook those safety chains off. The trailer wasn't even loaded. They were going across a small viaduct bridge. Uh, the trailer began to bounce, you know how it does when it's empty. Uh, it came off of the hitch. The safety chains came off as well. The um, 
trailer hit the side of the bridge, flipped up, and directly hit a lady in a car oncoming, killing her instantly. The trailer went right through the windshield. Um, that claim was paid within about four days, and it was a million dollars. You know, they just stepped up to the family and said, here's our limits. Uh, the attorney did, and they paid that claim pretty quickly because there was no defense in that claim. All right, you've got hired and non-owned liability um, possibilities of claims that occur on automobile insurance, meaning if I hire a vehicle, if I rent a vehicle, go to CYC to take the use of the mountains or whatever, um, what if I have an automobile accident in that rented vehicle? Then you can, you can take care of your automobile insurance by putting hired coverage on it. Um, Non-owned coverage, what if you send your secretary in her own car to the bank to make a deposit on Monday morning and she has an accident? or he has an accident, if it's the minister making the deposit. He's on church time, she's on church time, she has an accident and kills three people because she was inattentive or he was inattentive and ran through a red light. You know, So the church is going to be held liable because they were acting on behalf of the church in their duty as an employee. So the liability associated with that claim would come back to haunt them. Um, like I mentioned earlier, you can buy that umbrella policy that sits over a liability. Property coverage, of course, is important because of fire and windstorm tornado, but you can't discount those liability exposures that are out there, and especially at churches. Just like Matt mentioned, the, the gay, the lesbian, the, the gender discrimination, harassment in the workplace, those are big deals now. They are big deals. So I would encourage you to talk to your current agent. There's so many people that write into church insurance, and they all do a good job. There's direct writers like your Alphas, your Allstates, your State Farms. There's independent agency companies like I represent with uh, uh, Guide One, Cincinnati Insurance, Safeco, Philadelphia. Um, so there's a lot of markets out there. Is it cheap? No, it's not. And I know that you as uh, leaders in the church have a distinct responsibility to take care of the Lord's money. Um, just realize it might be cheaper sometimes to transfer the risk uh, and purchase an insurance policy than to stand and have to pay or somehow, you know, you might have to bankrupt the church, whatever you have to do, but you could be held liable and y'all don't have the money to even pay for the defense costs. So just realize there's a lot of different products out there. Um, talk to your insurance agent. Um, even case scenarios, give them case scenarios and say, hey, is my current, does my current policy cover me? All right, quickly, five, six minutes, questions? Any questions? In the Church of Christ, would an elder be called an employee? No, they wouldn't, but you can endorse um, the policies of church, church policy to uncover uh, volunteers as employees, uh, both on general liability side and on the crime side when it comes to employee dishonesty. So yeah, you can. Typically an elder is going to be considered some type of director or officer. And I realize, you know, some, th there's a lot of churches that are incorporated as nonprofits, 501c3s. Uh, that's great. There's some churches that are not incorporated. I would recommend you talk to your attorney and get incorporated to at least provide a little bit of protection. Um, but still, like Matt said, there are so many things that can go wrong this day and time. Just be conscientious of your membership. Any other questions? You 
If the elders were paid, they would be employees. You're exactly right. And then they would have coverage under the policy for workers' compensation. If you had a workers' compensation policy, um, they would be covered, or the church would be covered if there was some money missing and the elder was accused of uh, absconding with that money under the, the employee dishonesty. Right, mismanagement of money. Mm -hmm. Does the insurance, if, if they knew they were using that money for another purpose, to what extent will the insurance cover them? I mean, are they going to, is it just in case the family sues them? Right, it would be in case the family sues them. Uh, and they would cover, the, the limit on the policy would take care of the, com the compensatory damages like if they had taken $10,000 out of that million dollars to pay the light bill or whatever, then they could probably get sued for, you know, $10,000 and uh, the church have to reimburse that fund for that. Right. I mean, they, they could knowingly make a mistake. Um, there's some policies that the policy itself is a warranty where you're answering questions on the application and it becomes a warranty in the policy. Uh, but most applications are not. You can make a mistake on an application as long as you weren't intentional. Then uh, even if you have a claim in that area, the insurance company might step up and take care of you and defend you. Any other questions? John, one statement. Uh, Jeff's going to be talking about Good. Eddie said that they'll make a copy of the Midway Church's uh, sexual misconduct policy. Uh, and you, I think you have a policies and procedures guideline. So do you have a policies and procedures or just sexual misconduct? Do you know? Both. Okay. And they're online. You can go to some, just go to Google, church insurance. Look at Church Mutual, look at Guide One, companies like that. They provide free documents, like Matt's going to provide you a facilities use agreement, uh, but there's some of those that are free that are out there on the web that uh, you can go to a church insurance website. They provide them free to the public, so, and they're good things to have. Uh, if you're going to have a policies and procedures guideline, you better follow it. You better follow it. The last thing you want is to be on the stand and the attorney asked you, do you have a policies and procedures guideline? Yes. Did you follow it? No. Then there you go. All right. Any other questions? Thank you, Mark. Joe, for that information, we have come to an important time here at the... Uh, leadership workshop and that is to go down and take some nourishment into our bodies physically speaking we have some food prepared lunch prepared uh, and it will be downstairs uh, in just in uh, just a couple of minutes we'll be making our way down there for that before we do that brother randy wood one of our elders here will be uh, leading us in prayer but before he comes up and does that brother matt has his church facility use audit uh, it, it's a questionnaire kind of thing that you may want to be thinking about. So we're going to pass that out uh, so you can be thinking about that, going over it uh, during the lunch period.
again, we're thankful for Matt and for Joe uh, today and for their information so far. The day's not over. Uh, we will come back up here about 12.30, and we do, we'll begin with, I think it's three of our guys who will be speaking uh, about some of the things that we're doing here at Midway, some of the policies that we have and different things. And so uh, I think you'll enjoy that as well. And then finally, this afternoon, as we mentioned at the beginning today, Matt will be closing out uh, with his session. Is there anything else that I've missed that I need to mention before we dismiss for lunch? If not, Brother Randy Wood will lead us in our prayer, close out up here this morning, uh, give thanks for the food. Uh, there are stairs, if you're not familiar with the building, uh, Turn right when you go out of the building, uh, out of the auditorium. Uh, you can go down. You'll see the second. There, there's a set of stairs right here. But if you go to the second set of stairs, you can go down, or you can go all the way to the end of the hallway. And there's an elevator if you need to uh, need that. So, uh, when we get finished here, we'll make our way down there. Let's pray. Our Father in heaven, we are so thankful for this beautiful day, for all the blessings of life that we're granted each day. We're thankful now, Father, that we have this opportunity to come together as leaders of our respective congregations. Father, we're so thankful for, for Matt and for Joe that have spoken to us this morning. Father, we pray we'll take these sessions and apply them and the practical things that we have heard and apply them where need be. Father, we pray for our church the world wide over. May it grow in spirit and number. Help us always, Father, to be evangelistic and spreading thy word. Father, we're so thankful again for this time of fellowship. We're thankful now, Father, for the food that's been prepared. We pray to the nourishment of our bodies. Bodies always be to thy service. Help us always to put thee first in all that we are and all that we do. For it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen.